Yo, this is the Motorcycle Dad Podcast with Tito. Hope everybody had a good weekend. This is a special Tuesday night, Taco Tuesday edition of the Motorcycle Dad Podcast. Um, I wasn't I wasn't going to do one until Thursday, but tonight's guest interview is going to be a very close friend of mine, uh, my brother Uno. This guy rode four hours for tacos, and I wanted, I've been wanting to interview him for a couple weeks anyways uh, to get his perspective on things. And you know what? I was like, you know what? I'm not going to – I may not release until Thursday, but the fact that this, you know, this guy rode four hours one way to get some tacos motivated me because I know he's going to be listening to the podcast tomorrow on his way back home. And you know what? I kind of wanted to give him another episode. It's got four hours, so he's got to fill in a little bit. He's catching up anyways. So – Guys, uh, special shout out to the Leatherneck Club of Las Vegas. Ghost, Alan, Tony, Kim, you know, Stephanie, the rest of the crew down there. Uh, Leatherneck Club of Las Vegas has been my home since I got here to Las Vegas four years ago. It's going to continue to be my home. Ghost, the owner's great. He's always supportive. Matter of fact, he was asking me the other day when I was in there if I was doing some podcasting. But tonight I was. I was in the bunker. Anybody that's been in a Leatherneck Club, you know where the bunker is. It reminds you of that smoke pit out back in the Marine Corps or, you know, in the Army, wherever branch you were. You're on on land, a little bit camo netting. Pretty cool ambiance in the back. It's a pretty cool place to hang out at in the wintertime. So if you're in Las Vegas, definitely go check out the Leatherneck Club of Las Vegas. It's in Chinatown right off of Spring Mountain in Arville. It's not far from the strip at all. Super cheap Uber ride. Um, other news, I am out on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. So um, for everybody who's been listening to me on Spotify, thank you very much. Uh, support's greatly appreciated. That's where most of the listeners are coming from. But, um, you know, if that's not your fancy and you desire another platform, guess what? It's out there. Still waiting for Apple. That's coming soon, hopefully, because... These just started pouring in within the past 24, 48 hours. So hoping to, to be out on the rest of them here soon. Um, like I said, thank you again, guys, for the support just by listening. Look, I don't take it for granted. I'm trying to stay super humble about, you know, even doing this because, I mean, one of my friends, he, I was talking to him the other day. And he was like, bro, you're really putting yourself out there. And it's weird because I'm just sit, sitting here in the beat laboratory hanging out and just talking. And, you know, I, I love talking to people and. I'm not going to sit here and proclaim to have a ton of fucking knowledge, but the little knowledge that I do have, I am more than willing to share. So, and I just want to talk about fun stuff. That's why I'm always going to try to have guests on the show. It's not all about me. Um, on the show, I'm some hot shit. Check that out. <laughs> all right, guys. If you want to get a hold of me, if you want to have some topic recommendations or comments, uh, drop me a line on my Instagram. I'm mainly on IG more than anything else. Uh, you know, figures, jarhead, crayons, pictures. Yay. Pretty simple. But uh, I, I'm on Instagram at TitoCP702. That's T-I-T-O-C-P-702 on Instagram. And if you do the Facebook thing, and I've just been more active in Facebook in the past couple weeks, but it's not my favorite platform, but still. Um, Chris, T-I-T-O Padilla, P-A-D-I-L-L-A. Facebook, just find me, shoot me a message. Okay. If you got any topics you want me to cover, any questions, 
I'll be more than willing to answer any questions you got or any concerns. So moving on, new segment, we do motorcycle news, okay? We're going to try to bring something from the industry every now and then. I'm not going to promise I'm going to do it every episode, but, you know, I figure special Taco Tuesday edition, so might as well. One of the things I was reading uh, well, with lately I was reading on is pretty interesting news. Harley has signed a, a partnership with the manufacturer that makes Benelli, the Chinese uh, small motorcycles, you know, like 150 cc's, 200 cc's. I don't know a hell of a lot about them. I know they're just one of those brands that fall in to the Chinese made stuff. And Harley signed an agreement and they're going to make bikes exclusively for the Asian market in China. But I found it very interesting. Uh, I know Harley's been under a little bit of heat lately. You know, the stocks haven't been too good, at least from my knowledge and what I'm looking at. Uh, one of the things I was reading in Yahoo Financial is the CEO sold off a bunch of his like his shares in the company. And a couple of other the higher ups did the same. So I'm not going to sit here and try to proclaim I'm the smartest business guy in the world. I kind of alarming you know if you're a shareholder or you own some stock that's not the most comforting thing in the world um but definitely you know harley's making moves i mean harley davidson is such a strong brand i mean think about how many people own a t-shirt or a hat and don't even own the fucking motorcycle or never will you know what i mean like think about that so the brand is strong i'm not gonna sit here and be like oh any day they're gonna fold nah it's just I as being a juggernaut as they used to be, hmm, not as much. Not when you have to pay thirty thousand dollars for a brand new one. You know that's uh, that's a little hard sell. So let's see how Harley finishes up with that. Uh, next, guys, watch Revzilla. Revzilla is the big internet dog on the block. Watch those guys. They're they're making some power moves. I know they signed a partnership with Eagle Rider, so they're really uh. They're, they're, they're really being very aggressive. Uh, they just opened up a, a new facility here in uh, Las Vegas. So that's pretty. Watch Rivezilla. Just keep an eye on them. Watch them in the news. Okay. And another thing, motorcycle news. EV is the future, guys. Electronic vehicles. I, not the fucking smartest, man. No Forrest Gump. But I'll tell you what. I think the EVs are going to take over the power sports industry faster than they're going to take over in the automotive industry. Okay. I really think they are. I think because of the cost point, uh, especially some of these companies like lightning that is out, you know, they're really, I mean, you're looking at $15,000 for an EV motorcycle. I, I mean, and I've worked on some earlier zeros before and I wasn't impressed because the battery technology sucked. But I tell you what, their battery technology is already, you know, it's getting better. It's getting better. So watch out for that, guys. Um, well, I want to touch a little bit more on EVs. I think that's going to be the big game changer for our industry. And we'll, we'll see, because like I said, the, the cost is a lot lower than the automotive side. But what do I know? So, how do you guys feel about EVs? How do you feel about, could you ride a motorcycle that was electronic? I've ridden one, pretty short distance. 
it was pretty cool. It was that zero I was talking about, the dirt bike. It was pretty cool. I heard, I heard they gotten a lot better, and I want to get my hands on one. So what do you guys think? Would you ride an electric motorcycle? I would. I like the future. Science is now. I like all the Star Trek, Star Wars shit. I want it all. Perfectly Star Wars, always. But still, I want all the science and technology now. I want it all. I want it all. Well, you guys will find out if you read Area 51. I'm going to keep my ass here in Vegas. Either way. So, guys, I'm coming up on my interview segment. It's going to be with, like I said, a very good friend of mine, Uno. Okay? Get his input in on his side of the industry. Or not really his side, just as a consumer. All right? And uh, first of all, I want to think he's active duty. And I really, I know as cornball as it sounded when I was in, I now know how that feels being out. And I want to say thank him for his service, brother. Like, you stayed in. I got out. So I really appreciate those dogs that stayed in and are going to you know, grudge it out for their 20 years for their retirement. You have more power to you. And the country's a better place for it. So, but enough of that, you know, mushy stuff. Here it is uh, going in my interview with Uno. All right, guys, this is uh, Motorcycle Dad Podcast with Tito. It's my second interview, my third episode. This one's with a very close friend of mine, okay? Very, very good friend. Guy's got a heart of gold, uh, balls of steel. His name's Uno. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the podcast, bro. What's going on, everybody? How you doing? So I'm in, I haven't really disclosed, I'm in a family club here in Las Vegas. This is a Marine veteran club. I already mentioned my first episode was Marine, and that's how I met my brother Uno. This guy is, you're telling me, telling you anything, he's phenomenal. Great guy to have on your side and just to have as a friend and someone to talk to. Very, me and him have some very good conversations, very intellectual conversations, which I love. That and this fucking bastard rode out here all like 300 something <laughs> miles one way for fucking tacos at the Leatherneck Club. That's how much of a fan he is. So, um, look, man, I'm just going to start off super simple. I always started off with the same questions. Anybody's been, you know, listening to my podcast, you know now. It's only the third episode. Yeah, I know, big deal. Woo woo, whatever. But woo woo, <laughs> no. But uh, dude, when did you first fall in love with riding motorcycles? Well, the first time I ever rode a motorcycle, it was just a little dirt bike. I don't even remember what it was. It was just some friends at a friend's place. And they were they showed me how to ride it and I just like took off and it was amazing but I crashed and then my little sister got thrown from a horse and it just kind of put a bad taste in my mouth so I kind of stayed away for years didn't even think about it for years then out of nowhere my best friend decides he's gonna get a Harley and a few months later I thought to myself well shit I want to be able to keep hanging out with my best friend so wasn't even gonna buy a bike went to go look and decided damn I just got to have that one and as soon as I saw it, I was like, yep, this is me. And that's it. Right on. That's all, that's all she wrote. Dude, down and dirty. <laughs> down, to, down to the nitty gritty, man. Yep. Um, so let me ask you, first bike that you actually owned? So first bike I actually owned was, uh, was very simple. It was a 2005 Softail Standard. Um, it was about as basic as you could get without being a sportster and it was uh <laughs> i had a little trouble keeping up with some of the guys that had some bigger <laughs> engines uh anybody who has any of those early 2000s smaller bikes you know you know your 88 cubic inch motor was only going to get you so far oh, yeah. so fast but uh 
no, it, it was a it was a good first bike to ride on because it still had a little zip to it. It was light, and I'm not a very big person, so still able to get around okay. But that was definitely a good first bike to have. Was that even fuel injected? Uh, no, that no, no, no. That was most definitely carbureted. So carbureted, and let yep. me guess, five speed transmission. That's right. Boy, bro, like yeah, you might as well have been on a fucking eighty three. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then what is like what what are you riding right now? So currently, I've got a 2014 uh, Road King, the first year they had, they were under the Rushmore project. Uh, definitely the best bike I've ever owned. Um, I super stoked to get it. I traded in a pr another Road King Ford. I had a bike in between the soft tail and this one. And as soon as I had a Road King, I knew that was going to be my main bike for you know the foreseeable future. So yeah, 2014 was a good year. Road King's a great bike, and I'm really, really happy with, with my decision, even five years later. Okay, now let me ask you, what's the lottery bike, or bikes, as many people correct me, because <laughs> it's like, man, if I hit the lottery, goddammit, I'm, I'm going to get more than one fucking bike. Again, like, dude, I mean, everybody, dude, no matter if you're a Harley guy or a sport bike guy, everybody's like, I'm getting everything. I don't give a fuck. So right. <laughs> what is your... You know, reenlistment, tax-free lottery <laughs> bike. What is that shit? Damn. All right. Um, well, believe it or not, I would probably just – I would probably go with uh, the newest Road King. And I'll tell you why. As far as, like, a, a immediately because – I love having bags. I love having the option to put a trunk on, but I don't like having a fairing. It's not for me. I like having a small windscreen or a small uh, fairing, uh, just enough to keep the wind off me, but I don't like having a big front end, so I probably wouldn't ever get a road glide or a street glide or a deluxe or any, anything crazy. Uh, I would, So I would get another Road King, but if we're talking lottery bikes here i would probably go old school and get something old and learn how to work on it and just have it because it's old and it's cool as shit okay fair enough fair enough fair enough now you're more you're more long distance dude because i know <laughs> <laughs> dude you do some fucking long hauls but, but let me ask you this dude like do you see yourself kind of changing from that anytime soon like want to expand any more kind of motorcycle riding like maybe off-road adventure riding or anything like that or you just kind of you got your niche you're good with it because i mean you treat that fucking road king like it's a damn gs sometimes anyways <laughs> shit's covered so just so you guys know remember when i was telling you guys last week in my tip just to walk around your bike and like touch hands on it yeah it was because of inspiration from a brother right here who had some <laughs> loose bolts and some loose shit we found but guess what we found it anyways we're walking around so that's the most important part we found it but still get back i digress uh is like you're in your niche your comfort zone and riding you just want to expand on that or where do you see yourself going with your riding well uh for the record the reason my bike is always dirty is because uh i live in the desert and it rains and, and, and i actually to, and ride I have, bike and yeah. i and actually ride and i have to occasionally i have to ride through <laughs> the runoff of these you know these monsoons and my, my shit gets dirty so that's that's that um as far as the future I think that if I ever lived in a place where I had the opportunity, um, I would I would at least give off-roading, uh, dirt bike, and uh, another chance. But because my my bike is my daily, uh, the transition, the constant transition back and forth would have to be a, a conscious effort. Yeah. So. So while I would definitely love to get back on a dirt bike again because I know it's a bit of a different skill set, uh, 
it would have to be in the right situation and I'd have to, you know, really be paying attention to my back and forth so I don't accidentally treat my Harley like it's a dirt bike and try to put my foot down or none of, the, you know, none of that. <laughs> no, you're right. You know, it's funny. I've heard of people that fucking, they go back and forth like that. And I've heard of people actually, they forget that it's like, oh, I'm back on the other bike and they put their foot down. Mm. But I don't know. It's something that I, cause I've, I've ridden just about everything and I want to ride everything and I love riding everything. So I, I'm kind of like, once you get used to it, you're kind of conscientious of it. You kind of have to, I don't know. It's, it's almost like back to school. Like, oh, look, kids are going to be running around. Time to make myself mentally aware that they can just run out and dodge in front of my fucking car <laughs> or bike at any time. And it's kind of like that. It's like just the self-awareness. Yep. So let me ask you this. As you're looking for gear, you being, your, you know, your kind of road dog, Harley, long distance rider, when you look at gear, what are you looking at? Because you're looking specifically functional, and I know you're not going to overpay for something either. No. So what is, like, some of the like, top gear you have to have, and when you shop for it, how do you shop for it? So, uh, especially being out here in the desert, uh, you have your extremes. You know, I regularly ride anywhere between 120 degrees all the way down to below freezing temperatures, uh, depending on, on the time of the year. So I have to have... Things are going to keep me cool. Things are going to keep me warm. Um, one of the things that I learned was uh, that snowmobile riders, they exclusively play in the snow. So if you look at cold weather gear, you don't have to exclusively look at their their kind of gear. But if you're looking for gloves, then that's definitely an option. When I ride, when I ride in the cold, I have a cut. I have a leather jacket. And I usually wear a hoodie underneath, and that, yeah. that, that usually does me okay. Uh, in the heat, uh, cooling vests or sometimes just dousing yourself with some water is, yeah. you know, is, is enough if you keep some, some good airflow going on there. Making sure you don't wear super thick uh, gloves that you're keeping yourself ventilated. Um, you know, don't wear anything too heavy, things like that. It's, it's really not too bad. But as far as, like, where I purchase going on Amazon – is definitely an easy one. You know, you can, you know, check out your reviews. You can uh, find something, you know, you can shop around really well. I try, I'm not going to say I don't go to Harley because we all, as you know, most of us who ride Harleys know it's expensive. I get it. But sometimes if you're on a ride or if you're, you know, if you're there and you just see something and it strikes you just right, you know, you, you know, you're just going to have it. But if I'm shopping, then I definitely check out online, Amazon, um, Revzilla, uh, any, any any of the big name ones or just, just do a random Google search and thank God for modern technology you can pull up just about anything <laughs> but making sure making just knowing your environment is, is, is the key thing science the future is now it's funny because like the last episode my tip of the week and you, you'll, you, know, you told me you were going to listen to it on the way home it was actually heating vests and it's funny because guys look I got a fucking email today from Cycle Gear saying hey we're going to have our end of the, you know end of the summer blowout now Guys, those are really good for if you're trying to find something that's specific, like a common size. Because the one thing I did neglect to tell you guys, if you wait until like October, November to get some of those deals, you're just going to be left with off sizes, like extra smalls, extra, extra, extra larges. So keep that in mind, too. If you're trying to penny pinch, don't penny pinch too fucking much. But I mean, dude, the Internet is kind of just changing the way things are nowadays. I remember like brick and mortar was all there was you know, when I first got into the industry 10 years ago. And now the Internet is just change the playing field even amazon it was a bookstore now <laughs> you can buy all sorts of shit 
Yep. Dude, I just ordered a mattress for the spare bedroom <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Dude, last night. I was like, oh, shit. I was like falling asleep on the couch. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot to do that. And it took like three seconds to slide. Yep. So, man, uh, so let me ask you this. Is like anything that you've like learned? You know, it's like one thing I like about the, the military, and I always tell people this, training, training, training. Like, I know this fucking sounds dumb as fuck because now you're staff and CEO and all. It's like, <laughs> yeah, training, training, training. But still, it's like. <laughs> I've always liked the way they've done their motorcycle courses mm-hmm. and like they make you go. So mm-hmm. which motorcycle courses you've been to? Cause I've been through, I went to the BRC basic riders course. You all have to go on that to ride on base because military guys, they have strict standards. They offer these classes to people for free. If you're active duty, because they want us to be safe and rightfully so. Cause you come back from deployment, act stupid. You can kill yourself. Anybody can kill yourself at any moment on two wheels, but I digress still I went to BRC advanced riders course and the sport bike riders course. Which ones have you gone to, or is there something that you want to go to training? Wise? So I have obviously been to the basic riders course and the advanced riders course. Uh, once you do the advanced riders course, you have to do that within a few months of your basic and that advanced riders course is good for two years. So then you have to just keep renewing it. Um, there's another and the name escapes me. Um, and I, maybe I'll think of it later, but it's, it's definitely a more advanced course, even than the, the advanced course, because what you do is you get, you, you try out on several different uh, kinds of motorcycles, but one of the key things that they teach you how to do is you get loaded up in like special gear and you do about it. You do a 20 mile an hour dirt bike, uh, controlled wreck and it, no they, shit. and they teach you. They teach you how to crash and how to come out of the wreck and not hurt yourself. Holy shit, dude, that's so, fucking good. Now this, now this is this. You know, these are all one day courses, yeah, and it's and, and you know, there's classroom uh, stuff, but it's definitely very, very good knowledge. It's def- it's good experience if you can get it. Um, most of us, you know, it's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. Uh, you're gonna crash. You're gonna lay down. You're gonna do have some kind of accident. It, it happens. It is what it is. Um, besides that, uh, most bases offer a offer an off-road course. If you have a dirt bike and you intend to ride it, you have to take an off-road course. That includes really? that includes ATVs and three wheelers, no as, well, as well as dirt bikes. Um, so no, yeah, the, the military is has become very aware that they're having a lot of mishaps, mostly safety issues with people not just coming back from deployment, but on an average daily ride because a lot of military doesn't make a whole lot of money and a motorcycle makes a lot of sense because it's cheaper and yep. then it's cheaper to you know get gas back and forth so a lot of us are on motorcycles there's a lot of, there's a lot of bases in southern california area and drivers are not the best so yeah. you have to you have to be careful and you want to make sure that we're uh you know that we're equipped to handle whatever situation comes up so that's definitely a good thing that the military is putting out right now Damn, I didn't know they were doing all that. So, see, learn something new. And, dude, I didn't know they were doing courses like that. They teach you how to crash. That's pretty cool. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, dude, I don't if you get a chance to go, or if I beat you to it, well, either one, mm-hmm. I'll have you back on and we'll talk about that. Cause Definitely. I, I've always said that as much as I made fun of those classes, I can't even count anymore on my hands or my feet how many times some, something that I learned, even as stupid as it was, Save my fucking life. Absolutely. In those classes. So, like, that's what I'm like. Wait, you, uh, 
you either die the hero or live, live long enough to see yourself become the enemy. And now I'm like such the dad, dude. It's right. like, oh, man, yeah, training, that's fucking good. Yeah, let's right. do it. <laughs> so, well, brother, I'm not going to keep you too much longer. I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, just wanted to keep a quick interview with you. Guys, we got more. Uh, my next segment, we got tips and tricks coming up for the week. So, um, Uno, brother, thanks a lot, dude. You have a safe trip back to the stumps. I hope the tacos were worth it. Tacos were 100% worth it. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me, brother. Hey, guys. Taco Tuesday at the Love the Net Club. All right. My next segment coming up. And that was my interview with Uno. Brother, have a safe trip home. Okay. I know you're going to be riding early in the morning. Should probably time this is uploaded and done, you'll be on the way home already. So hopefully you get a chance to listen to it. I really appreciate your time and thank you for your service again, brother. All right. So guys, I want to talk about something that's funny. Okay. So if you notice like the last segment before I went into the interview, I was kind of distracted when I was talking about EVs. Well, I'll tell you why. I'm not going to front. I'm always going to keep it real with you guys as much as possible. So my wife, she fell asleep in our daughter's room, putting her to bed, came out because the cat was meowing. He's meow, meow, meow. Well, I already fed this fat fuck, and he's not really fat. He's, I, I'd take it back. He's, he's, a, he's a husky kitty right now, I want to say. But he was just trying to swindle us for more food. So I was trying to put a stop to it because I don't like being swindled by cats or toddlers. But, uh, yeah, another thing, you know, because it is Motorcycle Dad Podcast. So guess what? I'm going to tell you about some dad shit, too. I'm pretty sure my kid hustled me yesterday and I don't know whether to be scared or proud. So my wife made some macaroons or whatever crazy shit. Cause Christina Deb, she, this girl, she bakes, she can throw down, she can burn. And she makes some crazy stuff sometimes out of the most random things we have. And it, it's always good. Like I don't even like chocolate and shit like that. And her stuff is always phenomenal. So I'm using right now, I'm potty training my daughter and using these as tokens of, you know, successful potty training. So I was in the back in the bathroom cleaning up yesterday and my daughter comes running in without any, you know, pull-ups or anything. It's like, oh, daddy, you know, potty, potty, because she wanted a cookie. And I wasn't 100% sure. So like my court of law rules, I couldn't really fucking come at her. You know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, hey, hey, this isn't real. I'm pretty sure she took water from her cup and just spit it in the potty and just, and she did the okie doke move move on me. I'm like, Whoa, I'm scared. She's three and a half. She's pulling moves like that already. Oh man. She's gonna, hopefully it's, it's for good. Hopefully it's for the good side of the force. Oh gosh. We'll see. But either way, that's enough about that. All right. I got some dad, dad stuff in there for you guys, but uh, I'm moving on to my tip of the week guys all right i talked to you last guys and gals audience i talked to you guys last week about you know cooling vest and you know here it is i talked to you guys about the end of the season coming up and the stores gonna be having sales and it's already started i saw cycle gear on facebook they had an advertisement out um you got your revzillas your motorcycle superstores pay attention to those distributors dennis kirk's New JP Cycles, I'm pretty sure they're going to be having some sales here in the next couple weeks as well. But sales, the end of the summer sales are starting, guys. 
So it's time to start stocking up on your oil for next season. It's time to start planning for your winter storage, which I'm going to cover that in one segment. Um, Now's the time if you do not have a battery charger or a trickle charger or battery tender, whatever you want to call it. Okay, I think Optimate's the best. Optimate makes chargers for a lot of uh, main like drag specialties, parts unlimited, moose racing. They make pretty much battery tender chargers for everybody, and everybody stacks their stickers on them and calls it a day. So, but now is the time to get one of those bad boys. Okay, while they got all these sales going on, they shouldn't be more. I've seen them for twenty five, thirty dollars. I, if you spend more than thirty dollars, you're spending more than thirty dollars. <laughs> Go, you're better off going on Amazon or some shit. Okay, guys, do some research. Do a little bit of research. We got the internet at your fingertips for a reason. There's more technology in your hand. Wherever you're doing with your phone right now, there's more technology in that than went to the fucking moon. So use it to help save you some money because ten dollars here, ten dollars there, ten dollars here. Well, that can be the difference of you getting another helmet or some new gloves and with your savings or just saving the money, period, or you spending it, okay? So that's why I'm going to recommend a battery charger, tender, number one on the hit list, okay? Of course, you want to get your oils and oil filters and all that shit, but look, it's worth its weight in gold, that $25, $30 you're going to spend on a battery tender charger. I had one on my 05R6. I had the, it was still the original battery in it when I sold the bike and I want to say it was 2012, 13, I sold that thing. Still the original battery in it because whenever I wasn't riding that thing, I left it plugged in. And that's really important over the wintertime. Can't tell you how many people that I used to have coming through my doors in the springtime bitching and complaining. And I'm like, well, how'd you get the thing started in the first place? Well, I jumped it. Don't fucking jump it unless you know how to jump a motorcycle battery with a car battery, which 99.95% of y'all motherfuckers don't know how to. Don't do it. You can fry the ECU. You can mess up the electrical system. And if you do happen to jump your motorcycle and get it to the dealership, then don't complain when you have to buy a new battery because you fried the battery jumping it or the battery is just no good anyways and you just jumped it enough to get it to the dealership. Then don't complain to me when you, you got to put $150, possibly $200 battery in there. Um, a lot of people invest in lithium ions. That's going to require a different charger, but lithium ions, uh, you know, you're worried about weight, weight reduction. It's great. If not, then get your AGM. Maintenance free. You can't go wrong. Most of the parts are limited or the other batteries nowadays. They come with a year manufacturer warranty. So you can just go back to the same vendor or dealership you bought it at and you can swap it out. So, but get you a battery tender. It could save you in the springtime when you're going to fire up. You're going to have enough issues. Also, keep an eye, keep an eye out for fuel additive for your gas tank before you store your bike for the wintertime. Just keep an eye out. All right. I'm not recommending one or the other. I know Bell Ray makes a pretty good one. And then usually stabilizer. And then I know some people, they even use um, seafoam. <laughs> they use seafoam. Not a lot, just a little bit. They run it through. I would recommend more your stabilizers, Bell Ray. Uh, and then if you're going to use seafoam, I recommend using a very small amount of it. 
and only during your riding season when you're flushing those through your your a full tank completely don't let that stuff sit in but keep that in mind too guys when you're going around shopping okay look guys if you're looking at buying a motorcycle a new motorcycle this year okay i'm telling you right now the time to come to get a bike is coming soon okay keep an eye out in september maybe october depending on which dealership you're you're buying region you're in you know they'll really be you know really manufacturers put good incentives out there for people if you're planning on buying brand new uh if you're buying used then a lot of dealers would be able to cut you a better deal especially in september time because you know christmas and holiday shopping season isn't very huge for you know brick and mortar dealerships it's not i mean at least for us it wasn't maybe we were doing something wrong i don't know but i didn't see it as very huge for those guys um you did get a lot of people coming in looking for gear or for clothing or accessories for people that they know that have the the brand of the motorcycle so did see a lot more of that but uh keep that in mind guys in the year incentives and you know what if you if you're not in a horrible rush then wait until next year too because they'll always have incentives on the models left over from the year before they definitely want to get those things out but use the internet don't be afraid to shop across state lines either uh, a lot of dealerships now just check their reviews their google their yelp and their most recent that'll tell you a lot about them nowadays you can get motorcycles shipped for the most i've seen is 500 uh depending on like the time frame when you set your appointment of course there could be more than that but i haven't seen it any more than 500 as long as you're patient some cases i've seen it where they can tag it on to a shipment already and you can pay about 200 um of course that's dependent where you're at timing and when they have shippers available so don't take my word for it don't go in a dealership and bitch these guys out you know only if they're charging you more than 500 be like yo dude can you do something for me i'll wait a week and you could possibly save yourself quite a bit of money so guys look that's all the time i got for this week i hope you enjoyed the podcast uh please like i said you have comments questions concerns not concerns oh, i really care about your concerns put those in any mouse box <laughs> no but if you got any questions or comments or anything you want me to cover reach out to me instagram tito cp 702 or facebook chris tito padilla you can just message me on the book face stuff all right um yet again thank you for listening guys i appreciate all the support and uh let's keep this train running happy taco tuesday guys Peace.